You are listening to Faith FM, The Breakfast Show, right here in Newcastle, Australia, live with Blake and Lawson. We're all, we're all across Australia. We are. We're all coming over. from Newcastle, but I, we're all around. I heard an ad for the Thursday afternoon show, and I heard you, because you were talking in the ad, you were promoting our amazing Thursday afternoon with- With Shell. With producer Shell. And- you were saying Eastern Standard Time. And when I was listening, I realized, oh, yeah, because there's people listening to Faith of Him all over Australia. Absolutely. From all different types of time zones. So, listen, we're, we're here in Newcastle, but we are reaching you wherever you are. You're listening to The Breakfast Show, and we're going to have another question for the quiz. <laughs> Uh, another clue for the quiz. You are getting uh, reprimanded hard it's, by it's, producer Shell. It's a clue. It's a question. Look, Samson caught 300 of these and tied them tail to tail in pairs. He then put torches in their tails and let them loose. That is the most hectic prank ever. <laughs> like, that is, is no, insane. sorry. You don't get to do that and then go, prank. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. That's not a prank. That is devastating. Yeah. <laughs> Samson caught 300 of these and tied them tail to tail in pairs. He then put torches in their tails and let them loose. If you know what these are, they're a, they're a creature. You know what creature this is? 0491-064-669. You will go into the draw to win the prophetic books of Daniel and Revelation, amazing Bible study journal where you've got the words of Daniel and Revelation. You've got lines under it where you can make amazing uh, insights and commentary, and you can write notes about what you're studying, as well as a KJV Bible with Mark Finley study helps. We'll give both of them to you absolutely for free. You just have to answer these questions correctly. This this question will be worth 200 points. Samson caught 300 of these, tied them tail to tail in pairs, and then put torches in their tails and let them loose. 0491-064-669. I just, the whole idea of that, mm-hmm. I don't want to say the creature, but I, I do want to say Brayden got the creature correct. Oh, shout out. So good work, Brayden. But, and he got the emoji even more correct. Oh, I just feel so thankful that mm. we have these emojis coming in. Mm. It's a very cute emoji as well, too. Mm. Like one of the cuter Is that emojis. of the creature? It is. Oh. <laughs> I didn't know that emoji even existed, actually. Yeah. This I is like some new emoji stuff. I going basically on. never use emojis. What? I'm, I'm, I, I use them sometimes, but I love. How do you express your emotions? The <laughs> colon bracket. Smiley face. Oh, no. Or colon bracket no, sad face. No, it's my no. favorite. I love it. Or like colon capital P for like, you know, tongue out. Or like XD. You know, XD for like I'm laughing really hard, you know? Well, uh, I totally it. disagree with all of that. But I will say Wayne, Kayla, and Owen have all got the answer correct. Wow, again, it's how many points they get for that round? Two hundred. So that was a two hundred point. That was a two hundred point clue. Okay, two hundred point clue. Kayleen just got it correctly as well too. Good Oof. job, Kayleen. Uh, I got an, I got a couple other uh, text messages here too. One from Braden actually mm-hmm. saying, "I'm always surprised uh, how many people around me can function." So many. The only water that they actually consume, right? is the water in their coffee or tea. And if I'm remembering correctly, both those drinks actually removes water from your body. Mm. That's We just learned that as well, too. Yeah. And if I'm not drinking water regularly, often more than 2.5 liters per day, I start getting headaches. Well, Mm. we just learned today, because you're a man, Brayden, Mm. and you need more water Mm. than 
some of our female counterparts were at least two liters, but 2.5 minimum. Wow. So it's pretty crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm actually surprised at how I've survived so long with how little water I've actually consumed. <laughs> like, it's something but I've it, only it, started to get, like, intentional about. Would you say that it potentially explains a lot? Like, you know, when, about me? yeah, when you look at your life, and you're like, wow, like I did this particular thing or made this particular mistake or whatever it may be because I wasn't drinking enough I was water. Dehydrated. Yeah, that's right. Is that like my new, like, like go like to, cop you know, out? that's right. That, you know, lots of people have lots of cop outs. You know, some right. people say got it's cop 27, you got to cop 27. <laughs> some people say it's the satin energy getting to them, something like that. You can say, look, I was dehydrated. I'm look, sorry. Look, if I offended bro, you, if I hurt your feelings, I was dehydrated. Dehydration. Please don't hold this against me. Hey, that's a new one. Why were well, you too. being so offensive? Oh, I was dehydrated. It's dehydration. Yeah. That, right here, Faith FM, giving you excuses to get out of awkward situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, another text message that we just got in from Freco. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm just laughing. <laughs> Oh, awesome. Like, I'm so just imagining getting pulled over by the police. Yeah. Uh, sir, you were doing an 80 and a 60. Hey, I'm dehydrated. I, I was dehydrated. Okay? I am dehydrated. Let me, I'm not do you have clearly. some water? I just need something to come <laughs> yeah. to my senses. Thank you, officer, for pulling me over. Do you have any water that I can yeah. drink? I'm not thinking clearly. Yeah. Freco texted about all those creatures <laughs> that you uh, that you were talking about before. Oh, yeah. It was like... He, he also said, and a partridge in a pear tree. That's awesome. Because so. I was listening to them out. I was like, there's 30 lizards and four sharks and two, two scorpions. scorpions. And a partridge <laughs> in a pear there we tree. Go. There we go. Uh, <laughs> another text message here. You lose so many emojis that you can do if you only do the old SMS style emoji. So Lawson... Catch up with the times. But this, I only need a few things to express myself. So I, I don't need to be that no, niche. Trust I'm, me. No, I am trust a me. wordsmith in no, text. Trust I don't me. need those. You emojis. are a complicated individual. You need more <laughs> emojis in your life. But I'm going to put those into words. Okay. Okay. Deal. We'll let you do that. And how I'm going to put those into words is I'm going to go to chatgpt.com and I'm like, write a scathing text message responding to this text message. That That's, that's how I express my emotions now. As you were saying. Okay, um, I'm just looking. We've actually just got like three more text messages for fuck. Ooh, for for I what? Almost said the creature's name out loud. Yeah, <laughs> that was so close. <laughs> Producer Shell, edit that out live. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, you did not hear that. That was. <laughs> That was the closest I've ever got to revealing the answer. I t- I've totally revealed the answer before. Okay, I one hundred percent. I've I've been saying the question. I'm like, wow, that sounds a lot like <laughs> dun, dun, the dun, answer, dun, dun, dun. and I'll be like, whoops. I am so sorry. I almost ruined that for everyone. Okay, sorry. What? Well, let's uh, <laughs> let's get focused here. Uh, we're going to go into our encounter with God mm. time, which is our Bible study time mm. for the 20 million movement Bible study. Happens around the world. Could even be more than 20 million people, but at least 20 million people. Uh, and we're diving into the book of Deuteronomy, mm. okay, which is, uh, according to the lesson here, it's actually the printed version of Moses' farewell messages to the second generation of Israelites following the 40 years of Wandering in the wilderness. Mm. Well, narratively, that's how it functions. 
because yeah. you've got the book of Exodus coming out of the wilderness. You've got the book of Leviticus. which is like, okay, now that you're out, specifying ceremonial law, specifying the requirements of the sanctuary, all these different things. You've got the book of Numbers, which literally had to do with numbering the people within the wilderness. Uh, and all the stuff that happened in the wilderness. That's right. Yeah. Fa- their, their failure to enter the promised land, these kinds of things. And then they've got that 40-year gap. And then the book of Deuteronomy is written just before Moses goes out. Yeah, and so the, these, so just to get the context here, this is written in the on the plains of Moab, mm-hmm. which is just east of Jericho. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember where the walls fell down? Yep. Okay, so they're getting ready to go back into the promised land. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're they had up. a chance. They, they lost they it. Missed it. Yep. Forty years of wandering. Now they're back, and Deuteronomy is actually kind of appropriately called the Book of Remembrance. Mm. Okay. And in the book, Moses reviews God's faithful dealings with Israel. He recounts the travels from Mount Sinai to Kadesh Barnea, mm. uh, which is on the edge of the promised land, as well as the rebellion and the 40 years of wilderness wandering. He, then he restates in Deuteronomy 5, the Ten Commandments, the requirements of the tithe and the central storehouse. But the main focus here in Deuteronomy is the counsel to actually obey God and to receive his blessings. Yeah. And so Moses then kind of portrays God as one who has the ability and the desire to care for his people, mm. right? Deuteronomy tails off. It's, it's, it's more of a sermon than anything else. You know, it, it really, that's true. Actually. There are books in the Bible that uh, like have all different kinds of genres. We've got prophecy, we've got poetry and letters and all different kinds of things. But Deuteronomy, you know, historical accounts deuteronomy has an element of historical accounting but for the most part it's kind of just a summary of everything that they've been showed so far which is very much what you're listening to the breakfast show contact us on 0491-064-669 i always surprise myself uh-huh. when that happens and that happens yeah <laughs> I'm I'm like, just oh. look over. Oh, uh, that's I'm like, me. man, I'm saying something really good. Why? Why you had to Sorry for cut me off, you. Blake? Thank I want you. to interrupt you one more time as okay, well. Too. That's fine. You ready? Yeah. Thank you for your generosity and your kindness in accepting this interruption, Lawson. You should have some emojis for that. <laughs> uh, speaking of not <laughs> needing technology, uh-huh. we got a guy named Chris Texas in. He says, "I'm of a generation that were born with a natural function that regulated our hydration, which we called thirst." When we were becoming dehydrated, we experienced a sensation of being thirsty. And that would cause us to want to drink water. We didn't need, quote, apps to tell us to drink and how much to drink. But that, isn't that the point is that by the time you feel thirsty, it's already too late. You're already dehydrated. Here's This is actually, Chris, I want to talk to you. This is the crazy thing. I actually agree with what you're saying because you're saying you're coming from a generation where we drank when we were thirsty, right? Mm-hmm. We didn't need apps to tell us to drink and how much to drink. My counterpoint to that is we now live in an age where because of apps, we forget when we're thirsty, mm-hmm. right? Where there's so much technology. There's so much information. There's so many things happening around us all the time that we that, – I'm not saying we need an app to drink, but what I'm saying is – yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head with this, Chris. Mm. Like, we're living in a technology world that has just consumed our mind. Producer, Producer Shell. We wait until we're already thirsty and we're already dehydrated. Yep. So you need to be drinking before you get to that point if you want to avoid dehydration. Ooh. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I used to... So don't trust your feelings. 
That's what I got from that. It's a it's a huge thing in sports because like dehydration is half the battle of sporting performance. Basically, hydration. It's like, and I've lost that battle. W- without it, you you're done. Um, but I've heard a statistic before. I think it's like if you're like five or six percent dehydrated, it like slashes like thirty to forty percent of your concentration, which is insane. Really, like you are giving up so much potential performance. I already have concentration issues. If I lost thirty percent of my concentration, that's like a hundred percent of my concentration. Yeah, that's that, that's like the oh, math that's like adds up. That's like everything. <laughs> but yeah, so there is an absolute need. Like I agree with what you're saying. It's also listening because there are times where I'm thirsty, but then I'm rebellious against my own body, and I'm like, oh, I just don't want to drink. I, I I do that, and I know it's bad, but it's simultaneously that like the reason the apps and whatnot are important is because there's a certain level of hydration that we need to reach, whether we're thirsty or not. Wayne talks about another thing just on this. Good morning. Blessings to everyone. Question, isn't everything we eat that isn't processed uh, but from the Garden of Eden have like 70% water in it? That's Absolutely. how vital water is for the world. Should our diet be 70% water? The world is 70% water. We are 70% water. I don't know if the – is it just 70%? Like because if you eat like a carrot – what I don't know. Different foods have different yeah, levels of – Yeah, like watermelon's like 90% water or something. Man, I love watermelon. I am – I'm I'm all right. You're mixed. I'm like, eh. yeah. like do you I, like celery though? Yeah, celery's all right. You look like a guy. Who likes yeah, celery. you don't like I celery. Hate celery. <laughs> You're like actually celery hate. We've talked about things that I don't like. Mm-hmm. That's my number one thing I don't like is celery. So like, Lyle is the guy who doesn't like mushrooms. Yeah, I'm the guy who doesn't like celery. Celery first, slavery second. It just on the list of things you don't like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I'm not sure how to respond to that. Brayden says, at work, I have a large cup, and I will drink one to two cups per hour. Uh, at a guess, I'd say awesome. the cup has around 500 mil. So we're getting awesome. all these texts about water. That's beautiful. I want to keep going, though, with our Bible, Bible study. study. Can you read for us Deuteronomy chapter 28, 1 to 14? Oh, bit of a bit of a passage here, but I am, I'm there. The Bible says, If you fully obey the Lord your God carefully and keep all his commands that I am giving you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the world. You will experience all these blessings if you obey the Lord your God. Your towns and your fields will be blessed. Your children and your crops will be blessed. Your offspring and your herds and flocks will be blessed. Your fruit baskets and breadboards will be blessed. Wherever you go and whatever you do, you will be blessed. Mm. The Lord will conquer your enemies when they attack you. They will attack you from one direction, but you they will scatter from you in seven. The Lord will guarantee a blessing on everything you do and will fill your storehouses with grain. The Lord your God will bless you in the land he is giving you. If you obey the commands of the Lord, your God, and walk in his ways... The Lord will establish you as a holy people, as he swore he would do. Then all the nations of the world will see that you are a people claimed by the Lord, and they will stand in awe of you. The Lord will give you prosperity in the land he swore to your ancestors to give you, blessing you with many children, numerous livestock, and abundant crops. The Lord will send rain at the proper time for his rich treasury in the heavens and will bless all the work you do. 
you will lend many nations. You will lend to many nations, but you will never need to borrow from them. If you listen to these commands of the Lord, your God, that I'm giving you today, and if you carefully obey them, the Lord will make you the head and not the Mm. tail. And you will always be on top and never at the bottom. You must not turn away from any of the commands I'm giving you today, nor follow after other gods and worship them. Okay, so much uh, in there, right there, but I want to skip ahead. I'm going to come back to this, but I want to skip ahead to Deuteronomy, and I'll read this, Deuteronomy 30, 11 to 14. The Bible then says, For this commandment which I command you today is not too mysterious for you, nor is it far off. Mm. It is not in heaven that you should say, who will ascend into heaven for us and bring it to us that we may hear it and do it? Nor is it beyond the sea that you should say, who will go over the sea for us and bring it to us that we may hear it and do it? But the word is very near you in your mouth and in your heart that you may do it. So God is saying, if you listen to my commands and you obey them, I'll make you the head and not the tail. I'll make you the lender, not the borrower. I'll make you the uh, pinnacle, right? Not the under footstool, basically, mm. right? So all these amazing things. And then he goes on to say in Deuteronomy 30, and newsflash, this is not too difficult for you, mm. right? This isn't some astronaut thing that you have to go to space for or go into the deep sea to find or, or go to a foreign nation to, mm. to find it. It's in your mouth. It's in your heart. It's in your capacity to hear, to trust, and to obey, mm. right? It's very important for us to remember that in the unilateral covenant that the sun is going to rise, mm. the, the, the seasons are going to be here, they have nothing to do with what you do. But in the bilateral covenant, right, that it requires both parties to happen, God is essentially creating the Ten Commandments as Ten Promises, Mm-hmm. If you love me, you shall not kill people. Not not like, hey, don't kill people. It's you will not kill people. You will not commit adultery. Mm-hmm. You will not sin. You will not break the commandments. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to be clear. Life is a difficult thing. We live in a sinful world. We have sinful tendencies. But the more you allow Christ into your heart, the more you allow Christ into your life, the more sanctified that experience will become because you're reflecting his character to others. Mm. And so it's really important for us to recognize we're not saying that you can be perfect on your own. You cannot. But as you allow Christ into your life more and more, your life will look like Christ's life. And then you'll be the head, not the tail. You will be able to share the love of God with others in a way that changes lives. Mm. Absolutely. And I think it's that, that key thing that we need to understand is when Moses says this to the people, he says this, you know, in the book of Deuteronomy, which comes after numbers and Leviticus and Exodus and whatnot, the people have already been shown that provision has been made for their sins. A, a, a system of salvation. God knows that you're a sinner. God knows that you're full. God knows that you have all these problems. He has promised you that he will work in your life and work in your heart, forgive you for your sins, all of these things. And 
the faith that they must live by that would amount to them living by the calling that God has given them here that would lead them to receive these blessings. God has made every provision for. Uh, the Bible is clear that we live by his faith. Amen. And uh, it's his faith working in us. And so the the people, this is the message that Moses is giving to them and they're starting to understand like, wow, God wants to give me everything and he wants to give me everything so that I can achieve everything. It's powerful. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. And we are in the middle of a task unfinished because we have our final quiz clue. For a measly 100 points. If you haven't been able to answer up until this point, please get in. This is your last opportunity. (laughs) Jesus said these animals have holes and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. You know the answer to that one. 0491-064-669. Jesus said these animals have holes and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. What are these animals? Mm. You know what they are? 0491-064-669. You'll get 100 points for that and go into the draw to win the great prophetic books of Daniel and Revelation, Amazing Bible Study Journal, as well as the KJV Bible with Mark Finley Study Helps. I am perplexed uh, by what at why faith fm gives away such great prizes <laughs> <laughs> i mean like i'm not at all because faith fm is awesome yeah I'm, we have been blessed by god okay. to give incredible prizes away. those are really cool as as we've been talking about in our bible study you know the blessings that god will give if we follow him and obey him if we hearken diligently that's right and that's the name of today's lesson but before we get into that part, I want to read a little bit from the lesson here. It's very interesting, and I, I really, I kind of relate to it in some ways, mm-hmm. and I want to I want to talk about that in a minute here. But but it says here Moses he was actually very eager for the people to understand that God had wonderful, even miraculous blessings in mind for them, and his words, "If thou shalt hearken diligently, let them know that they're." eternal destiny was at stake here. So mm. what, uh, you know, it says basically what a powerful manifestation of the reality of free choice. Mm-hmm. They were God's chosen nation. They were recipients of great blessings and great promises. But those blessings and promises, they weren't unconditional. They were very conditional. And they mm. needed to be accepted, received, and acted upon. Mm. Here's a thought. You know, I have learned recently that the world we live in is painful. Regardless of however you are brought up, whatever happens, like no matter what, the pain happens. Mm. If you constantly pursue pleasure, you will eventually experience pain. Mm. But if you hearken diligently to embrace the pain, the difficult things of life, Mm. you'll experience the good things. Mm -hmm. But good things will come if you embrace and you go through the pain. That's the part of life. The reality is is that pain is inevitable because of the world that we live in, whether now or later. Uh, but it can mean something, and it can be beneficial to you, and it can lead you somewhere, and you can be blessed by it uh, rather than, uh, yeah. Running yeah. away from it, and, it'll ca- and it catches, and catches you on the heels, and then face plant. It's like the classic thing of, you know, what should you eat first, dinner or dessert? 
And it's like, hey. Dessert, obvious. Yeah. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> but that's the, the, you know, the, you can see the very limited uh, <laughs> scope of that kind of uh, <laughs> that kind of illustration because I would absolutely love to eat dessert first and right. dinner it, afterwards. It feels good. It tastes good. It's, it's wonderful. But it's mm-hmm. not good for you. That, absolutely. Um, you know, in fact, just cut the dessert off. You know, just 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 leave it. Just leave it in the fridge. Leave it in the in the grocery store. I got a, a friend of mine who just does the one bite dessert. Are you serious? Yeah, he's just like that's it's, it. They're just like goes hard on dinner, and then like when there's dessert, it comes out bite. just a boom, one bite dessert. It's interesting. Mm. It it all of this idea of harkening diligently, like pursuing the pain to mm. experience the pleasure to get the good things. It reminds me of I have been recently mm. preparing for a trip overseas. We're not gonna. I, I'm not even gonna reveal where I'm going yet, but it's for Faith FM. I don't want to say it yet. Mm. Oh. But next week, I'm gonna start talking about it. So mm. I'm just planting the seed for our listeners. Mm. Right? I'm gonna go somewhere where there's ice and snow, and we're gonna do Faith FM over there. Antarctica. Okay. We'll find out. <laughs> it's probably not. Preaching to the penguins. Let's go. Uh, so next week we're going to talk about that. But for Faith FM, I'm going to go over and I'm going to do some interviews with some people on a mission trip to a very cold, dark, icy place. Mm. To prepare for this trip, I have been going to this little place in Morissette called the Engine Room mm-hmm. where I do a sauna session and then I get into an ice bath for like seven, eight, even ten minutes at a time, wow. ice bath. And it's wow. very, very cold. In fact, it's it's painful in places I didn't know pain existed in my body. <laughs> and I got into this bath with ice, and it felt like my lungs were going to fall out of my rib cage out the back. Like, mm. that's how cold I was. Wow. I was like, you know. But, man, I feel really good afterwards. Mm. In the moment, terrible, awful. And I just think to myself, why am I doing this thing? But afterwards, it feels so refreshing, so good, so wonderful because I've gone through and experienced that difficult thing first to have that good experience later. Mm. God is teaching us a lesson here through following his commandments. They might be difficult. They might be hard. They might Mm. be painful at times. Like, why do we have to do this and not everyone else? Well, if you do, all these beautiful things will happen. You shall be the head and not the tail. It, Wonderful things. It reminds me specifically. Actually, I got the verses in front of me from the book of Joshua, Joshua yep. chapter twenty-four. Uh, it says, "Now therefore, this is Joshua speaking to the people of Israel. He says, now therefore, fear the Lord and serve Him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the of the flood and in Egypt, and serve ye the Lord." And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose ye, choose you, sorry, this day whom ye will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And he's saying this in the face of great challenge. The book of Joshua is all about great challenge. In fact, the book of Joshua is all about taking up the challenge that the the Israelites were not willing to take up. The step of faith that they weren't willing to take for God, uh, which was to enter into the promised land. You know, they sent, sent the spies out. Spies were like, no, nah, let's not go. And they lost their opportunity. And then they were like, oh, well, if we've lost our opportunity, well, then now we should go. And then they, like a ton of them die. Joshua taking up. Finally, you know, putting the fear and the potential prospect of pain 
aside. He says, no, we are going to trust in God. We are going to march into this land uh, that he has given us. You know, and and the counsel that he's giving to the people is like, hey, if you want to go serve other gods, that's your right. Right. But choose ye this day whom you will serve. Whom you will serve. As for me and my house, we, we will, will serve we're going to serve God. Amen. And it's going to be tough, and it's going to be hard. But what did they receive as a result? The promised land and the blessing of they were incredibly God. blessed. I have a little commentary I want to read here. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is from Bible Commentary. It says. The book of Deuteronomy should be carefully studied by those dwelling on the earth today. It contains a record of the instruction given to Moses to give to the children of Israel. In it, the law is repeated. The law of God was often to be repeated to Israel, that it precepts that its precepts might not be forgotten. It was to be kept before the people and was ever to be exalted and honored. Parents were to read the law to their children, teaching it to them line upon line, precept upon precept, And on public occasions, the law was to be read in the hearing of all the people. Upon obedience to this law depended the prosperity of Israel. If they were obedient, it would bring them life. If disobedient, then death. Had Israel obeyed the directions given them by Moses, not one of those who started on the journey from Egypt would in the wilderness have fallen a prey to disease or death. They were under a safe guide. Christ had pledged himself to lead them safely to the promised land, if they would follow his guidance. Mm. We are spiritual Israel, and we have the same promise. If we put the law of God first in our lives, we follow its precepts, and we follow its direction, we will be Mm. blessed. It is a promise of the Lord, and it is a result of putting him first in our lives. This is Hannah Kerr, Be Still and Know. And I want to encourage you, be still and know, that God will bless you if you follow his lead. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. We are getting close to the end of the show. Mm. Lawson, you've got some answers that need telling. Well, look, there's one answer. We have an answer. Okay. Because all of the clues of the quiz... Oh, he got they, it right the first time. They <laughs> all go to... I was about to say quiz question. I know. All of the clues of the quiz... Uh, we're all going to one answer. And that answer was, well, I'll explain it through the lens of the first question. It says, Tobiah the Ammonite criticized the work of the Jews that they had done rebuilding the wall. He said, if a fox climbed on it, they would fall down, which is such an epic insult. He's like, these walls are so terrible that if a fox got on it, they'd fall over. And a fox is pretty nimbly bimbly. Yeah, that's right. That's the point. Like, foxes are tiny little things. Is this the bad dude who's trying to ruin Nehemiah's life? Yeah, so it's from the book of Nehemiah. You have uh, Tobiah the Ammonite. And Tobiah, interesting thing about Tobiah is that he ends up, so he goes from trying to, like, get the Jews, and then he goes away, or Nehemiah goes away after they finish rebuilding the wall. Nehemiah comes back, and Tobiah's, like, married the sister of a priest or something. And then, like... He's like, what is going on? Because then Tobiah is living in the storehouse of Israel. And we were, what we're actually studying today about God blessing the storehouse if we obey him, they had emptied the storehouse to harbor a fugitive of the state, like someone who was trying to destroy them, like public enemy number one. They put him in the storehouse. And then all of the Levites, who were supposed to be fed from the storehouse, then went back to working and farming and whatnot because there was no food for them. So then they have no Levites. And then they have no Levites. And it was like literally the social 
welfare system and economy of Israel crashed because they put this guy, they let him live in the storehouse. And Nehemiah found out. And Nehemiah found out and, like, kicks him out and throws his stuff out and says, get out of here. But it all goes <laughs> back to... Here, it all goes back to his epic insults that he's dropping on the Jews. He's like, these walls would fall over even if there was foxes on Run it. Wow. Yeah, so interesting stuff. So I, the answer for all, the, all of the quiz questions Every single or one. all the clues. Jesus, oh, no. Jesus said Herod was a fox. Uh, Solomon in the Song of Songs said that the foxes ruined the vineyards. Samson caught foxes, tied up their tails, lit them on fire and sent them into people's you know, fields and whatnot to burn everything up, which is a hectic ass prank. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So congratulations if you got it correct. We got no one. No one got the 500 point one. Not a single person. Not a single person got the 500 pointer. We got some 400s. We got some 400s. We got a lot of people come through on the 100. Finally, you know, they're yep. scraping in there. But guys, we want to tell you, take those risks. Send it in. <laughs> Send it. That's right. That's right. We got some text messages there, Blake. <laughs> Send it on Faith FM. Uh, we got a, quite a few people sending in foxes and birds. I love the little fox emoji as well, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so g- great work on all that. Uh, Wayne texts us a little one, just one word. He says Norway. Oh. I think he's already trying to guess where I might be going. I will not reveal one way or the other because producer Shell gave me the eye. Mm. I will not be revealing it. So the place Shell. you're going is like cold and dark and disgusting. <laughs> I, I, I never I'll said take disgusting. I'll take Victoria for. <laughs> no, That's where I'm going. Wow. Actually, I, I'm going to Victoria as of as of this Friday. Looking forward to it. I'm not going to say who it is, but someone listening is happy that you and I are on the air. Ah, oh, shout out them. Hey, I also wanted to say real quick. I was throwing some shade at Victoria. You know. I'm going to Victoria on Friday. I'm going out to Melbourne. I'm going to be spending some time down there in with some beautiful people in a beautiful place. Don't try to make up for your previous Absolutely awful statement. vicious claims. Your unnecessary vicious attack on lovely Victorians, mm. Lawson. No, I love Victorians. Yeah, oh, now you yeah. do at the end of the show. Yeah. But earlier in the show, we yeah. heard... We all heard what you said. Yeah, it was, it was unbelievable. <laughs> <We> <laughs> some, there's some conflicting information going on here. <laughs> no, but I, I am so like I can't even describe how much I'm looking forward to go to Victoria, You're, which is the strangest. In a feeling quick ever. like twenty seconds, what are you doing again? So I'm going down there to. Well, I'm going to go preach. I'm preaching this weekend. I'm going to be preaching at Gateway East. The church there, one of the one of the Gateway churches there. So Gateway East, if you're around, come, come on down, come along to Gateway East. I'm going to be preaching, uh, as well as just spending time with some friends down there. I'm going to be hanging out with. They're starting the AFCO training down there, which is like the Amazing Facts College, College of, of Evangelism. Evangelism. So Dougie Bachelor, Dougie B's going Dougie to be B. there. Is I get he to, really? I get to hang out with him. Really, yep. I love uh, that guy. And then finishing it off with AYC. So with the, the the Adventist Youth <sighs> for Christ so many conference, people are going to that. I'm going to be helping out, doing sound and stage managing that kind of thing, and then and then I come home. I'm going to be staying down there. Shout out Chris and Annabelle Guo. I'm going to be staying with the most amazing friends ever. They are going to just look after me and cook the best food, and I'm super looking forward to. It. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Breakfast Show, where we talk faith, we live faith, we act faith so that you can grow strong in Jesus Christ. God be with you till we meet again.
Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.